0: My racing career isn't just about me. It's about the team, the fans, the sponsors, the families, the tracks, the whole sport. Join us over the next five months on the Junior Nation Appreciation Tour, where we show appreciation to where it's owed. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: your plans to do things right i got my mind told me made up we got our time but now it's running out of space you know my life is just a speck your heart is all this game. see i've been staring too long at the screen
0: thanks to hopeless records for providing today's theme song of confidence by the dangerous summer all right so uh let's get right to it we had a uh Big announcement this week. We uh, announced that we're going to be on NBC uh, next year. It's a
2: very big announcement. Yeah,
0: pretty big. Uh, we've been kind of hanging on to that for a couple of days. Uh, we've been in conversation with, uh, with uh, networks for a while now about whether there was any interest or not. And um, NBC uh, seemed like a great fit. So I'm excited to be able to get that out there, and the fans can kind of know what's going on and what we're going to be doing next year. So in in uh, combination with the with the broadcasting, we're still going to have the podcast, and uh, this is going to maybe create some business for Hammerhead uh, Production Company. Uh, we're going to be running the uh, Xfinity races, and so we're going to be around the racetrack, I think, a lot more than people may have thought. Yeah, this
2: is actually big news for the podcast. It's going to grow considerably next year.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that as we find out more details down the road. But it does it, you know this is one of the things that was interesting about the conversations with NBC is how they were interested in incorporating our Dirty Mode Media and what we've created with that, the podcast and so forth, and also um, utilizing Hammerhead Production Company here that we have in Mooresville that we've been running for I can't remember how long. I mean, it seems like it's been around forever, um, but that's Great opportunity for them two businesses to uh, continue to grow. A lot of people were talking about these uh, outs- opportunities outside of NASCAR. I think that um, NBC uh, expressed some interest in uh, kind of positioning the deal to the media that it was, uh, you know, is not only going to be broadcasting races, but there's other potential. A lot of people latched onto that, asking a lot of questions. I think Sam uh, F- Flood put it the best in in our uh, teleconference uh we'll do things that fit you know if it's a if it's something with the olympics that sort of would be a good fit for a race car driver to be there if it's something in conjunction with speed and competition that makes sense and we could do something fun i'd certainly be interested in and you know riding in a bobsled and doing all kinds of fun stuff like that you want to ride in a bobsled of course that to me is probably the closest thing to to racing motorsports I think I would be more scared
2: the to ride in a bobsled than ra- ride in a race car.
0: Yeah, I, I talked to Truex. He rode in a bobsled just recently, and he said it was way more uh, exciting than than you imagine. A lot more Gs and, and bouncing around in there than you think.
2: There's also one of the potential opportunities could include doing some stuff with the Super Bowl, which Dad. To me, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: well, it, again, like Sam said, if it fits, we'll we'll talk about doing it. But over the next 11 months, going to be doing a lot of schooling, going to be uh, getting uh, a lot of information from a lot of folks that work at NBC to try to get myself prepared, so I'm confident when we go into the booth next year. And I'm really excited about that. Um, to be able to work with Steve Letard again is a great opportunity. I think we got great chemistry, and that's probably going to uh, be something that helps me Again, get more comfortable. The more comfortable I am, the more confident I am. Uh, Del Jarrett's been an incredible supporter for me all through my career, so I'll be able to, you know, pick his brain a little bit. And uh, Jeff Burton and Kyle Petty, those are two guys I got a lot of respect for. Rick Allen does a great job, so again, it's just a good fit for me. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I, you know, we'll continue to talk about that. I think as we um, start to learn more about what that looks like next season. So let's go and move on to the Indianapolis race. We finished 36, knocked the radiator out of the car running uh, running in the back. We had a restart and trying to get all we could and ran in the back of the sixth car. He ran in the back of somebody, and I think there was about eight or ten of them there stacked up. Um, I had a little bit of damage from hitting the two car in the same type of situation, so I think the bumper bar was already knocked out before, uh, before the accident that, that cleaned the top of the radiator off. But...
2: A lot of the armchair uh, crew chiefs were questioning the strategy there, yeah. Because um, I think it was Brad and Newman, a lot of those guys that had pitted with you on whatever the previous or two cautions before they stayed out, and obviously it kept them out of trouble. And so that led to a lot of criticism on Twitter to which you responded, but you actually said you liked the strategy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the strategy is what. Knocked us out of the race. Um, I was pretty good with the strategy. I like getting two tires, being on the offense, and working hard and having the opportunity to move forward. We could pass a lot of cars. Our car was fast. I wasn't thinking that not pitting. I wasn't thinking that that pit stop to get tires had had lessened our opportunity to win by any means. A lot of racing left, and we had a top ten, a car with top ten speed. So. I wasn't really concerned or thinking that that was uh, that, that was some kind of a decision that had that had cost us the race. There was a lot of lot of racing left, but yeah, I don't like when people talk bad about my crew chief. Um, you know, those we're all we all work in this together, and uh, so you know you got to stick up for those guys like they stick up for you, and um, it was unusually uh, wild the race. I thought, you know, I was kind of embarrassed about my accident, to be honest with you. P- really? Running in the back of somebody, knocked radio radiator out of it. It's just uh, something that doesn't happen that often. Uh, but then when I say everything else that happened, I didn't feel too bad. Um, yeah,
2: it, I think last year's Indy race, obviously you weren't in it, so we watched it from home. Yeah. It was pretty boring.
0: Yeah, I mean, this there was, was uh, Jeff boring. Gluck does this poll online where he's uh, asking fans if they liked the race or not. Last year, it was 17% said they liked it. This this weekend, seventy uh, percent said they liked it. So, as far as the folks on Twitter that watched the races, seem to uh, they seem to really enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I was we were kind of following along on the plane. Then we got here, and got to see the last restart. And yeah, I mean, I was sort of I was plugged in. Usually, when I'm not in the races or I don't want to watch them, but it was uh, I could it was must see TV. I thought. Um, 23 of the 39 cars were involved in an accident at some point. That's quite a few. That's insane. Uh, t- the, the true X and Bush wreck, uh, on a restart while they were running one and two, they'd been running one and two all day long. That was pretty, uh, controversial actually, because for the most part, uh, they had been helping each other on the restarts. Uh, they're, they quasi teammates and one would allow the other to, to get, get clear, getting into turn one. And at that particular time in the race, I think Bush had control of the restart and decided that uh, they were done working together and that it was at a point in the race where he didn't feel comfortable going forward, and so he pulled his cards. Uh, they went down to the corner, and Truex got loose on the in- inside there. Is there ever a time
2: that's too early to pull your to stop working together?
0: Well, you know, this working together deal is is actually kind of new in in the last couple of years we've never really seen it go wrong like that uh we've never seen it not work out or or we've never seen teammates you know not that they're really truly teammates but we've never seen a group work together like that and then sort of have it blow up in their face when when they decide one of them decides that they don't want to play along anymore i thought kyle handled the situation well um Consider- Which I think
2: people should, that should be noted because everybody tends he to He does note- get a lot of, yeah,
0: when he doesn't do a good job of handling the situation, it's certainly, a te- you know, a lot, of, a lot of people jump on right, his back about it. But I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, considering that he had one and, of the best cars. And I read
2: he kind of followed your lead. And after he got out of the care center, he was signing autographs for the fans and he gave a kid his hat. Well, that's cool. Which is something you've been doing yeah. for the last couple of years. But I, that's cool. I don't think Kyle gets enough credit on stuff like that.
0: Maybe. You know, if Kyle's sitting home listening to this, which I doubt, uh, maybe he's um, he can think back to that moment when he signed the autographs and gave that hat and think about how that made him feel. Obviously, he's probably pretty pissed off about how he got crashed out and all that good stuff. Uh, but I imagine the interaction with the fans and the hat and all that stuff afterwards probably uh, – Probably made him feel a little bit better before he he took off and headed to the house. Our teammate Casey Kane wins the race. Incredible win for him. Everybody's heard about the the, um, uncertainty with that team and his future. This was a, uh, I won't say a statement win because I don't think, you know, I think Casey's already proved himself. But this is a career win for Casey. You know, this is probably the biggest win of his career. Uh, this locks him into the chase, which is incredible. He's outside of the top 16, so that takes another spot away from these guys like uh, Logano and and Kenseth, who are battling for these final. This is really these are yeah top five. You know, these are championship contenders that are winless, trying to find their way into this chase. They yeah, think they're up
2: to 12 winners, right? So, so
0: you know, if someone like myself is able to to click off a win, that makes that even more. Uh, Difficult for these guys, and I'm serious. Like the Logano and and these are guys that can win the championship. These aren't, you know, these aren't guys hanging on to the fringes of 16th place and points. Although, uh you know, they're winless. Uh, that's, you know, that's this is the first time since the Chase has been implemented that we've seen so many different winners and and seen guys like this, this kind of caliber teams fighting for these opportunities to make it in the Chase. It's gonna be really compelling going down to the Last few races.
2: One thing I think we should point out, or I want to point out, is that Casey's team is having a similar year to the 88 team. They got their opportunity, and they seized it. So that is a big thing, I think, for the 88 team, to be able to seize that opportunity if it presents itself. Like, he, was, he wasn't he was in position to win Sunday, but he was on pit road, caught that caution correctly, or luckily, and it cycled him to the lead and he was able to beat Kozlowski on those last couple restarts. I mean, the last one he had, Kozlowski was the leader, and Casey passed him. But that's the thing for our team. We just have to be ready if the opportunity presents itself, because nobody going into the weekend was like, oh, Casey Kane's a contender to win this race, and he stole it, essentially.
0: Well, you're right. I did see that Casey had a lot of great speed all weekend, so his the car had the performance in it but that's exactly how I felt when I was sitting there at home on the couch. I was I, I admittedly jealous of Casey's position and you know, opportunity, uh, and thinking to myself, man, if we had put together a, a, a complete race, could we be in that position as well? So, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you got to feel that way going into all these races, any of these races could play out just like that, leaving you with a great opportunity to to sort of steal and win. So we, um, had a little more overtime over line controversy. This has been something that's starting to uh, become habit. Twice in a month. Right. Uh, the overtime line, and I've talked about this before, uh, I have to take, you know, I I think I feel like I have to take some credit for helping implement the overtime line idea into the driver council a couple years ago, because if I'm going to talk bad about it today, uh, I definitely got to admit that I was part of this inception, but the uh my idea initially when we the reason why this all came up for discussion was because of what happened with um austin Dillon wrecking at daytona in july where he goes flipping down the front straightaway into the grandstands and all that bad stuff so we're trying to come up with an idea on how to end these races at daytona and talladega that's a bit of a middle ground for the fans and the drivers as far as safety goes the fans we want the fans to see some sort of a finale or end that they can be happy with but we also want to be able to keep the drivers from crashing down the front straightaway uh in in spectacular fashion so i thought that we should have the overtime line only at daytona and talladega that wasn't really necessary to have anywhere else uh, but NASCAR wanted some continuity and thought, if we're going to have it, we're going to have it everywhere. Uh, they implemented this rule. It's starting to uh, – I think it's – it's you know, I wish it had worked out, but I'm not sure that it's here to stay.
2: Yeah, I think, I think if they don't get back to the start-finish line.
0: I don't think that the way we – I don't think that the way it is today is here to stay. I think that with uh, – as, as opinionated as the media's become about it, as opinionated as the fans have become about it, it's something NASCAR's definitely going to have to address. It's uh, something they can't ignore. Um, be interesting to see how that works out, though. Whether they get rid of it completely, or what we go, what whether we go back to what we used to have as far as green-white checkers unlimited. Um, but I, I think that I'm not really concerned with having unlimited green-white checkers at any race except for Daytona and Talladega. There's just with the pack racing and and the speeds and how the cars have a tendency to get airborne, it's just a really dangerous game to be playing. Um, The two
2: occasions where this came up, so it was when William won, when William Byron won Daytona, and it had rained and they were getting closer to when the cup race was going to run. So there's like reason to believe, oh, NASCAR needs this race to end. Yeah. And then Sunday they were running real close on darkness. I think they were within 20 minutes of sunset.
0: Everyone's opinion was that they waited till they crossed that line yeah. to throw the yellow. That they, they, if they could have, do you think NASCAR they,
2: would rather have the controversy of people complaining about the overtime line um, instead of, oh shit, they called the uh, they had to call a race for darkness.
0: Calling a race for darkness is just just the way it is. I mean, that's nothing controversial in, in my opinion. You know, the three we can go around and around. The three PM start times put us in a situation where we were running late
2: especially the other day because we started at two thirty and it rained immediately right and the then they're essentially really starting the race at 4 50, 5 yeah. o'clock
0: i mean it uh it sort of put them in a bind i don't you know there was just a lot going on at the end of that race and i don't know whether everybody had just had enough or what All right, so we got a special guest. This is our first guest.
2: This is our first guest with us. We, we called Jimmy that yeah, one time. Yeah, we called time.
0: Jimmy. I wouldn't call that having a guest. So, anyways, I brought my neighbor, uh, Blaney, over here. He's, uh, this has kind of been a long time coming. I was going to, I did your podcast and I, you were going to do mine and then, you know, con- conflicting schedules and so forth. Yeah. So, so, you're here.
3: Yeah, I'm here finally. Got the invite.
2: That's right. It's nice. So it's an open invite. Is it open invite? Yeah.
0: So what if he comes every week?
2: Well, then it'll be closed. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say,
3: that's too many podcasts for me to be doing. So do week. you
0: have any um, opinion about the NASCAR situation with the overtime line or? Um.
3: You know, I thought it was a great, great try. i, I haven't, I've had kind of differentiating opinions on it throughout the races. I've seen some that, I'm, that I don't really agree with. I think it's, it's tough. I mean, for them to call the wreck or when the lights come on, I think that confuses people sure. when it hits the tower to when the lights come on and then you gotta look at the line. That's that's tough.
0: That car, uh, when the crash happened, I mean, really, Casey's car is going 185, 90 miles an hour you know, yeah. toward this line. Um, I think people are overacting a little bit of this particular weekend. Um, Do you? I don't. You he don't. was
2: still like 300 yards from it. Yeah.
3: When the 11 wrecked, he was a long ways yeah, from it.
0: They had well, maybe they were hoping that the 11 was going to spin into the grass and give him the opportunity to leave, you know, finish what the wreck. are back the 27? I it was also I mean, I don't know. They're just, uh, I w- you know, I'm not trying to cover for my teammate at all. No, I, want, I mean, I wanted Casey to win.
2: Yeah. But I, I'm like, they seem to blatantly wait until he cross yeah. the line.
0: Well. It is what it is. This sort of situation and controversy is not new. Oh yeah, you know this is sort of something that seems to happen every two or three weeks. yeah mm-hmm. about something. Um, with all the uh, with all the with everything that's being implemented the stages and, and overtime line and uh, double file restart, all these new things that have been sort of infused into the sport over the last several years. it's, it's brought up a lot of opportunity for for, for debates like this. Uh, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Um, we're going into Pocono. This is the uh, first time we've been back to, uh, you know, Pocono since you won. Yeah. Yeah. First cup win. What's your? Does that make Pocono like? What's your mindset going into Pocono? Is this? Is this? Is Pocono now your favorite racetrack, or are you super excited about going back there?
3: Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite racetrack, just because you won at it. You know, right. it's a track that I enjoy. Uh, already and then going back to it after you win you you know might enjoy it a little bit more but um i look forward to going there really every time i thought we've always run pretty decent at pocono i think it's a neat racetrack where you're shifting all the time and you can mess around with where you shift and how you do it and um so i I don't really have any my mindset is really no different than the first time we went there before we won so just another racetrack to me
0: so we talked about i get asked a lot of times about the younger guys coming into sport you're one of them and uh we we talk about you know there's there's this incredible amount of talent when when you talk about guys on the racetrack more talent than usual as far as young guys coming in there's a big group and so i think that that allows you to take a look and take stock of all these guys and say you know who's the total package and who who are the guys that are doing doing great work off the off the track and I always mention your name is one of the guys that's sort of open for for doing anything when it comes to media. Is this something is this just a part of your personality? Uh, is it something that you do intently? Like, do you do you purposely try to self-promote? Uh, give fan? Is, it, is it, Are you thinking this is, a, you know, this is a practice that I need to to be uh, consistent with? Do you even think that or do you just kind of do is this just who you are? Because uh, um, for me, like watching you and all the other guys, I just want to say you set yourself apart from everyone else that's new in how much you interact with the fans and what you're willing to go do. You know, a lot of guys, myself included, didn't want to go anywhere and do anything outside of driving the car. And you really don't turn down too many media opportunities, especially stuff that you, you work hand in hand with NASCAR on a lot of things. you got your own podcast and it's doing really good. NASCAR's doing an amazing job at promoting it. Uh, you're taking a couple trips to New York to do a lot of media up there. This is something that you don't see these young guys really grabbing hold of. So, do you? Is this a conscious effort?
3: Yeah, um, I believe so. I used to not want to do anything back in 2010 or 11 when I was just getting started in like late model racing. I used to not want to do anything. I didn't like talking to anybody or anything. And <laughs> even when I even when I got started in trucks in 2012 and 13, I didn't want to do any of it. I just wanted to drive and. And then as you get a little bit older, you kind of want to do more things to pr- help promote yourself and the sport. And then you get more open because that's how NASCAR is. You have to talk to people. And then you, you enjoy talking to fans. And so you talk to a lot more fans on the weekends and, and uh, try to relate to them. And uh, I don't know. i Like the last two years, I've really opened up to doing things for NASCAR, whether it's you know at the track or mostly away from the track. Um, you know, I feel like whatever we can do to help promote the sport if it's something that you don't personally maybe enjoy doing but if it helps the sport i think that's great it's just help you know we're all in this together Uh, and i feel like that opens up opportunities to do some really cool things that i personally enjoy um you know sometimes you have to bite the bullet to to kind of do stuff you like and uh, i got to do some really cool things that um i had to maybe do some other opportunities i didn't want to do but uh, it overall helps so i i enjoy that stuff nascar has been nice to to always come to me for it I feel like they've come to me a lot because I say yes a lot.
0: Being as active as you are on social media, there's times uh, when we're all guilty of putting our sticking our foot in our mouth. Is there anything you ever done on social media that you've gotten trouble for, or somebody slapped you on the hand for? Um,
3: there was a couple things back in the day. You know, uh-huh. when you're kind of just getting started and you're young and dumb, and yeah. and and getting to actual arguments with people on oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just kind of playful stuff. Yeah. But uh, some some banter. I actually got in trouble for the podcast like the first two weeks of my podcast I got uh slapped on the wrist too for risk, that too risky yeah yeah we were uh we took advantage of our power of the uh <laughs> rated r podcasts but um yeah nothing really like on twitter recently I yeah don't really so like with that. your
0: newfound celebrity <clears throat> have you had the chance to uh become twitter pals with anybody that you're you know you you admire your maybe your favorite twitter stories. pals yeah like so with 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 twitter This is a world where anyone can interact with anybody. Uh huh. All right. So you obviously, uh, either it's athletes, singers, or whatever, Mm. actors, celebrities. Have you had any opportunity to have interaction with this, uh, with a celebrity that you admire?
3: Yeah, uh, a a few. Um, I've met some great bands off of Twitter, of you know, messaging them or or them messaging me saying they're fans and it just so happens that i'm fans of them and we've got to meet them whether it's having them out to a race or me going to a couple shows and getting to hang out with them that's been really special uh some of them i've been fans for as long as i can remember and i get to to meet them via social media so that's the wonders of social media right is it kind of opens up the whole world yeah. to, to you know it's not only bad stuff it's very good things happen on there too so yeah i'd say a lot of bands i've been able to meet and and uh some people i looked up to as a kid i've been able to actually shake hands with and and uh, that's pretty cool
0: cool so um i get asked this question a lot if i was in charge of NASCAR, car what would i do so if you could add or remove a rule in competition what would it be add or remove a rule i probably should have sent you this earlier so you could think about it
3: that's all right right. Yeah. on the spot stuff's better um i think we should have one race a year just wondering like That's an all- a short
0: schedule i like it well like this is just my idea One race. <laughs> yes
3: love it i like the all-star race i think the <laughs> all-star race the all-star race you should be able to run what you wrong remember oh, those races yeah. run anything you want really yeah well, bring whatever really, you want like you could well like it's like a nascar chassis right it can't be like a f1 or indy car you okay. can't bring but make the body how you want motor free up the templates a little bit that'd be pretty awesome yeah also race you know no smaller teams can afford to do it but so they're not gonna be in the all race anyway but it'd be pretty cool yeah to do that cool
0: all right so last question what would you do oh, what would i do um get rid of the overtime line <laughs> <laughs> no that wouldn't if i had like one thing i could do i don't think i'd waste it on the overtime line uh i would probably get rid of the restrictor plates really so, yeah how wow. fast do you think they'd go I think you could go 240 at Dago. Oh god, 235.
3: You, you only saying that because you're retiring and you don't have to yeah. drive them. Yeah. How high ha- would the
0: pits have to be? <laughs> well, you'd probably have to lift after a couple laps. That's dangerous. So maybe you're only going 235, 240 for a you'd few laps. You'd have to like back the pits up and Why everything. Why does that sound so bad? I mean, this dragsters go 300. It only sounds like a big number because it's never been done before in a stock car. I mean, I'm, I think once you got you get up to that, you know you you got to get up to that speed and then get comfortable with it, and it's no big yeah. deal. I bet you won't really even, after running 10 laps at 235, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between that and 210. or. So if true. somebody
2: would let you come to Talladega and run without a plate, you would go do it?
0: I would. I would just be curious as to how the car drove and handled. I certainly wouldn't want it, you know, you're not going to snap your fingers and go run 235. This is something you have to work your way up to. You obviously You probably have to get a different tire um to withstand the kind of load and and stress that that's going to put the tire through got to work on the balance of the car you're gonna have to get that thing to drive it's actually gonna have to handle
2: i'd be very scared for you guys
0: (laughs) yeah well i'm all for trying to make the uh plate racing racing again you know kind of where the cars Mm -hmm. have to handle a little bit the tracks are heading that way they're going to take care of themselves a little bit here in a couple years
3: play off that i feel like it'd be cool if i can have another rule change yeah i get two rule changes. Uh, you should be able to run the spoiler whatever angle you yes. want. Yes. Whatever angle Why you not? want. You can lay it back. You I can agree with that. Run it at now, Ninety like degrees. Anywhere. Any yeah, track. Anywhere. Yeah, I agree with I that think too. Be, How loose can you drive it? Right. That's what they do at the Indy 500. They just trim it out until you yeah. can't drive you it anymore. You look at these pictures of these guys
0: uh, when they were going to Daytona back in the 80s and early 90s, and you look at the pictures of the cars. They were they're standing by their cars for qualifying and stuff, and they've got them spoilers. Instead of a track bar flat. button,
2: could they have one where you could like raise it and lower it? Mm. And adjust your spoiler from inside the car? spoiler.
0: spoiler. No, because Brad Haslaski would be running that damn thing up and down all the time, <laughs> down the straightaways and in the yeah. corner.
3: That's got to stay. That's, whatever you start the race at, that's the angle. Brad
0: Keslaski would need five motors per race because he'd burn them up. He's always switching switches. Oh, yeah. All right, so lastly, with the last question, have you ever stole anything? Stole anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever stole your dad's car out of the driveway, take her on a date? Have you stole anything in the in the grocery store
3: are you asking me this because we asked you if you stole something on because you admitted you stole something on our podcast i did yeah yeah this is why you're asking the question i'm trying to get back that was a good question Uh, have i ever stolen yeah everyone steals something at some point in their lives bad experience i mean no i i've stolen things from i mean when you're a kid you uh, stole candy yeah you steal candy from grocery stores or gas stations uh i stole something without even realizing at one time i was with my mom shopping i was young and i put some in my pocket because i didn't want to carry it and i walked out with it and i realized <laughs> that it was in my pocket when we yep. were on the ride home and i didn't say anything about it so yeah you always steal something but yeah. i've never stolen my dad's car or my mom's car or anything like that that's well, family so you can't really yeah. steal something like that right
0: i don't know i, c- I consider that stealing i would uh, my dad would consider that stealing for sure yeah <laughs> yeah he'd whoop my ass borrowing, borrowing. borrowing. yeah <laughs> exactly. all right man well i appreciate you being on yep um it's an open invitation again. Open invitation. Until Just don't come you, every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. Every other week, I'll be, I'll be here. Thanks for having All me. All
0: right, man. Thank you. So what if All right. So uh, appreciate Blaney being on. That was a pretty good job for uh, our first guest. Yes. So it's so good. We're going to have another guest yeah two in one show yep two in one show tell us if we're overdoing it um alex bowman is here the new driver of the number 88 uh, nationwide insurance chevrolet what's up how's it going good
4: thanks for having me yeah
0: so this has been a pretty crazy couple of weeks for you and um yeah i think you handle it pretty well to be honest with you
4: i appreciate it yeah, yeah it was uh it was a lot it's pretty overwhelming the last couple of days just got to thank everybody for the support and thank you for the support it's uh it's gonna be a lot of fun and
0: you're getting tired of thanking
4: everybody Uh, no a lot of it no i'm i'm really appreciative um (laughs) and thankful that i got this opportunity um but to be honest with you uh as much as you didn't want to hear it on twitter the other day i'm just looking forward to getting to, to to speed weeks in 2018 trying that, to
0: he's trying to finish get this season over with so he can get on no no you me. just
4: got to go win how many races are there's 16 races so you got 16 races to go
0: win and then i can go to speed weeks yeah so i'm excited about this we've uh you know we've worked together for a long time you've uh drove for junior Motorsports uh off and on had some great runs and great opportunities uh to showcase your talent last year uh, you ran 11 races, or how many races did you run last Ten year? Races. 10 races. 10 races for the 88 last year while I was hurt. You did an incredible job. We thought it was only going to be one, right? So I get hurt. Everybody's going, what are we going to do? Who do we get in there? And uh, I'll just say it. I t- uh, told Rick, I said, you ought to put Alex in there. Uh, he'll do as good a job as I could. I thought you did as good a job as I could or better uh, in that particular race. You ran right there with all our teammates. Um, had great speed in the first initial event, right? You got thrown to the wolves, uh, but we thought that was going to be it. I remember talking to you that weekend, going, "Hey man, this might be your only shot now. You know, go no more holding back, or, or if you get whatever you got in the tank, empty it out, right?"
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we went and had a lot of fun and uh, didn't get the finish we deserved, but kind of was my first time racing with a lot of those guys. You know, been on the same racetrack as them, but. Never really got to, to race against Jimmy Johnson and and be that competitive, so it was really cool. And we should have finished probably top five, top ten, but um, cut a tire there late. But it uh, was a lot of fun. And like you said, going on from there, I didn't know if I was going to get another chance in it or, in it or not.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but then you know Jeff had uh, Jeff came in and decided he only wanted to run particular races, and and uh, we you know they continued to give. You more opportunities, and then you finally, you know, were able to prove them, prove them right by how you ran at Phoenix, almost winning the race. Things got a little exciting at the end, but I thought that, uh, you know, that was a, that was a moment where you know the whole weekend went great. I remember being there for qualifying and you sitting on the pole. Uh, what it did for that whole team; those guys were beat up, uh, and you came in there and and when you got the pole, that gave them something to ex- be excited about. They're obviously excited about you and working with you, um, and then you went out and almost won the race. Uh, pretty impressive stuff. I think those are the things that opened up everyone's eyes uh, to what you're capable of and, and good equipment, and it's it's uh, it's ended up, ended up with this great opportunity uh, to drive for Rick next year. So we're really excited about it. Um, are you going to be able to run – any races before the end of this season a lot of fans probably curious now that you got this announcement out of the way does this open you up for opportunities to to race more uh, before this year's over
4: i hope so um you know we've started talking about trying to run some xfinity stuff obviously there's no openings on the cup side so it won't be cup races but um just getting back in an xfinity car i think would be super beneficial so you know if you want to run that fifth car anytime soon <laughs> give me a call but um i i think we're gonna um find something for me to drive in the Xfinity series not exactly what it'll be but um just to to get back out there and get laps and get kind of back in the swing of things
0: and that's you that's your own personal choice right you want to you feel like that this is something that you need to prepare yourself for next season
4: yeah I mean I think the more I can be in a race car the the better I'm going to be when we start off 2018 so um I'd be racing every week um you know, as long as it's the right opportunity and, and a race car that I can that I feel like I can go be competitive in. So, um, I mean, next year I'm going to race as much as I can um, and, and other stuff as well as the cup car. And um, just depending on, on what the what the rules chalk up to be for the, the Xfinity series, but going to run as much as I can. You know, I think the more. Seat time you have, and the more races you run, it it can only make you a better race car driver.
0: Yeah, you bring up an interesting point. So NASCAR's talked a little bit recently over the last week or two about changing or tightening down some of the rules for the uh, Cup regulars to be able to run in the Xfinity series. They're thinking about, if I'm understanding this correctly, any regular in the Cup series may be limited to to X amount of races. It doesn't matter how much experience you have in the Cup series uh how's that like that's got to be kind of frustrating for a position guy like you in a position where you're you're really you know you really could benefit from being in both cars for this first season right maybe not so much year two three down the line but next year you running as much as you could could only help you so um how does that how does how does that make you feel for me as an owner uh, it doesn't bother me that they tighten these rules down. Uh, for me, as a Cup driver, I really only want to run two to six races, so it's you know it's probably not going to bother me personally. As an owner, you know guys are talking about <clears throat> guys are talking about well, for these teams that rely on these Cup drivers to bring these sponsorships. Well, if I only, if the Cup driver can only run five races, I'll go get three Cup drivers and I'll have 15 races. You know, so for as an owner, I can just get more drivers. Uh, but for you that's got to be a difficult situation this this is probably the first time that i've been able to talk to anybody who is probably on the other side of this argument
4: yeah i mean i i think it's a little frustrating to me because obviously i mean i would run every single race that i can next year if the if the rules let me so um it's
0: and you'll likely have those opportunities to run quite a few xfinity races yeah
4: absolutely so it's um it is frustrating, but at the same time, I mean, I get it. I get the fans want to see Xfinity regulars winning, but as somebody who's been an Xfinity regular, and I mean, last year pretty much was an Xfinity regular for the first part or first half of the season, um, you know, I it meant more to me when we had good days and raced Kyle Busch and Brad Kozlowski and, and people like that than if those guys weren't in the field. You know, yeah, sure. I think if you ask if you ask William Byron, if it means more that he's winning the winning these races with Kyle Bush in the field, he's going to tell you, yeah. And uh, I think it only makes those guys better. Uh, I think you take the cup guys out of that field and, and the gap between the Xfinity series and the cup series is going to get bigger. And the Xfinity guys are going to struggle more when they get in a cup car. So I like having the cup guys in it. Um, as frustrating as it is that Kyle <laughs> seems to win all the time, um, <laughs> It just makes it that much more special when you have somebody like William Byron or Chase Elliott break through and just start knocking off wins.
0: Yeah. Well, we're really excited about your uh, your season next year. I know all of, all the fans are eager to see how you you get going. Nationwide resigned uh, for next season. Exalta actually up up there, Annie, a little bit and added two races. That's got to make you feel great to have such great support. Uh, behind you not only with uh, the team and Rick but the sponsors as well Um, you went from a guy that you know literally had to sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else go to the racetrack to to a full time ride and maybe maybe more Xfinity races than you'll know what to do with so I think
2: uh, one thing I want to know is what has been your timeline since Dale announced his retirement so that was end of April and Right off the bat, you were the number one prospect for that car, but like, how far into it did Mr. H come talk to you and say, "Hey, you're the you're my guy for this car"? Yeah,
4: I mean it. Um, it was kind of interesting. You guys announced it on my birthday that that you were retiring. I don't know if you knew that or not. Not um, so everybody's like, "Man, is this a birthday present to you?" So it was kind of funny, but um, it. Uh, it was kind of a longer dead period than I would have expected. Um, kind of was silent there for a while and didn't really know what was going on. But uh, I think some of that was just because I've been on contract with HMS since last October. So, um, the contract was already there and signed for them to do whatever they want to do with me. So it wasn't like they had to come to me and negotiate anything or, or start working on anything like contractually. I'm, I was. I'm an employee. I was there. All they have to do is say, "Hey, you're driving the car." Yeah. And, and like you said, I'm very thankful to have Nationwide and Exalta on board. Um, got to go to go to the Children's Hospital in Columbus a couple of weeks ago, and that was really special to see what Nationwide does for the community up there. And having Exalta is really cool. I grew up working in a small body shop that my dad owns so um we used a lot of exalta products back in the day then and they still do at the shop and it's uh it's cool to have a a brand that you can relate to um got to show my dad the exalta center the other day and he literally wouldn't leave so it's uh it was pretty cool all
0: right well i appreciate you coming into the show man you're gonna stick around for this next segment we got the ask junior questions so we get these from twitter uh folks wrote it right in uh tyler's compiled a couple of good ones for us um, so we'll go ahead and get started. Sailor Dan, it's a good name. Do you believe using the Xfinity rules package from Indy would create better passing and racing uh, at Indy and other tracks? I guess in the Cup Series, he's 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 asking if we should we should try this. I think it uh, you know it's worth a worth a shot. They kind of tried a, a low a high drag package with the Cup cars a couple years ago, but it drag was mainly on the back of the car. I like the idea of trying to put the drag on the front of the car yeah and slow the slow the leader down if you can it's obviously uh gonna take a lot of science i think that they learned some things that were good from the uh xfinity race uh is it not it's not finished product right
4: yeah i would agree with that i think that xfinity race was the the best uh the best indianapolis motor speedway xfinity race that we've had period for Um, for
0: xfinity yes
4: yeah it was a great show
0: now had the cup race been the same race we saw a year ago we, i think everybody be going bringing that rule package on but damn, that that cup race wasn't bad at all the it,
4: you know post truex and kyle bush wrecking each other yeah
0: yeah well kyle was but he had like when he won the first stage he was only calling the front straightaway when he crossed yeah. the finish line i mean so
4: i think without them wrecking each other yeah. it's the race just isn't isn't what it became so um the high drag package that we tried there the first time was right. terrible. It was terrible. Uh, it was awful. Uh, we blew up like 35 laps in, and I was kind of pumped not to have to drive it the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. But, um, but yeah, I think you make a car run wide open and be able to race that closely at, at Indy, mm-hmm. it becomes more like the IndyCar race, and the Indy 500 is a great show every year. I think yeah. the Xfinity race was similar to that, and if the Cup race was like that, One of the be things good.
0: that I heard Kyle comment on was that the Indy cars had a similar... So they have a similar – physically, scientifically, the package that the Xfinity cars had is uh, comparable to the Indy cars. But the Indy cars have a gear. Like they can downshift or change gears on the straightaways, right, run different gears through the short shoots, and actually create these runs and, and, and uh, ma- you know materialize these runs a lot more often. I thought that was a great point by Kyle. Uh, well, they got like six speeds in their cars or something. So that's something that we can't do. We're we're sort of sitting. We're we're in fourth gear. That's it. You know, you get a run, you get a run. You don't, you don't. So that's one of the things that I think that uh, will be hard to replicate. If they're trying, you know, they've all they're trying to create indie car style racing at Indy. Well, they they have a few more bells and whistles that we don't. Indy y'all says with the late start times, the drivers have more sponsor? And NASCAR appearances prior to the races—that is untrue. Do you think, Tyler? You can answer this. I don't think we do.
2: No, I mean they're pretty standard. Which we we max them out at two to three, sometimes four, but I mean you just no. Sometimes five. We said four this year. (laughs) Uh, I've never had
4: five. I'm not that popular.
2: You essentially just back your schedule up. You are
0: getting ready to get busy? (laughs)
2: Yeah, Alex, just be prepared. Yep. It'll be fun though. Yeah, it's good to go out there and meet the people. Who work for Nationwide, Exalta, Mountain Dew has a lot of meet and greets, but essentially all you do is back your schedule up.
0: I'll be honest, I like the, I like to sleep in late. That's the only good thing about the late start times is you get to goof around, get up, you know, mope around for a couple hours before you actually have to get to work.
2: I think this week is going to be different because qualifying's on the same day as the race. Oh, we're going to be busy as hell. Yeah, so it's Sunday. Yeah, it's a it's gonna be an adjustment yeah. this week. Are you allowed
4: to say bad things about three o'clock start times or now that
0: I'm n- n- now n- that I'm NBC TV? Deal. I have not changed my opinion and I I, I would not What they, time did you get home? From what time did we get
4: home? Uh, I, so we, I, we I
0: had, don't I know where time. Out. Yeah, right. So you
4: left. You weren't you I weren't got stuck home, there all night. I got, night. got
0: home. I walked in the door when they were making the last restart, so that was around nine o'clock.
4: Yeah see i didn't get home till 145 right. so i really wasn't a fan just right. because of that yeah my, my fiance works,
2: works for hendrick also so she didn't get home until probably 2 230 but hey they won and yeah that's good yeah nobody's gonna great. complain about it then
0: yeah jw roberts has a pretty interesting question do drivers have to switch shoes for a dry pair after a rain delay
4: I can't afford more than Come I have on, never I, been able to I mean, afford more than one pair of shoes, whoa, so man. I just don't be modest. Wipe, a, wipe them off.
0: Oh, it's a terrible story. So sad. <laughs> um, I usually don't get my shoes wet, uh, yeah, and they're made of this material that's kind of like a leather anyway. So they, don't, they does don't,
4: Tyler carry you? Is that why your shoes don't get wet? I don't.
0: I'm not try to miss the puddles, and, <laughs> and and we don't hang out once it's raining. And we're I, wear, under I a I cover. Have, I like I like my driver's suit wet so i'll put the i put the one i've started on
4: see i had to change all my stuff when i did that slip and slide yeah. that time i don't know if you remember that one i
0: slip inside it's it so such a long way
4: daytona 2014 we had that rain delay and you retweeted my tweet that said if i got like a thousand retweets oh. that i would do a slip and slide on the driver intro stage yep. And you did. And I did, and I was soaked, and I had to change all my stuff after that.
2: Alex has come such a long way. He did that, and he wore a Dumb and Dumber fire suit that that one time. That was terrible. I'm convinced that they didn't
0: actually sponsor
4: our team and that it was a joke that somebody played on us.
0: What was worse than the Dumber and Dumber fire suit was the the tuxedo fire suit. Yeah, Oh, it was an orange
4: tuxedo with his face on it.
0: No, but you had this other one that was like a real suit. No, no,
2: that was Cole that was somebody else. And then, or, sure? no, or Joey Logano had it for GameStop one time. It was a video game. No, I thought, and then I think Cole I Witt had it for KFC. It
4: well, that we did, the but they number. were orange and blue. Okay. They were orange and blue tuxedos. I'm, I'm honestly convinced that that was somebody with a bunch of money that was playing a joke on our team. May,
2: yeah. You're never going to be able to get away from that. Because we never met
4: anybody that had anything to do with the movie. Yeah. They would, like, didn't acknowledge us, but
2: we had their logos on the <laughs> car. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you guys were Harry and Lloyd that weekend.
0: I think some people probably change driver suits in a situation like that when their driver suits get soaked. But um, I typically soak my driver's suit before I get in the car, so I put uh, I just hose myself down with water before I ever get in there. Um, Casey Calhoun wants to know what are your expectations for the Hornets this season after all the off season trades and drafts. This is probably a question that Tyler wants to answer since he's the one that probably put this in there.
2: You like the Hornets? We talk about the Hornets sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I have low expectations. That would be my <laughs>
0: answer. Is that basketball or football? I think we have a small demographic of our fan base that listen that actually is Hornet fans. That no, we, we, we a have a lot of North Carolinians. Okay, I think that the Hornets will have a couple more wins. They might. They're going to be a fringe playoff team, maybe the sixth, seventh, or eighth seed. What do you think?
2: I think they'll be ninth or tenth. Really, you don't I've,
0: think they'll make it? No, I think they'll get in there. It's ex- I just I they had know. a lot of injury bug last. Year. They had the injury bug last year. Uh, well, that's, Zeller, what, that's what happens every year. To the I Hornets. know, but Zeller missed a lot of games. They were re- remember they started the season off like seventeen and four or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I have low expectations. Okay. And then uh, Zachary Gibbons, his question: Have you fixed the transmission issue you had at the first Pocono race? We sure did. Uh, two things I've done: I put a stiffer spring in. Uh, in the shifter box, so to pull the shifter to the left into second gear takes a lot more effort, and what that will do will keep the shifter in the outside gate, which is third and fourth, uh, fourth gear, uh, and I'll really have to go like hell to get it into second. Uh, so that should help me from getting into second too easily. Another thing we did was clock the transmission five degrees uh, clockwise, so the pattern is a little more friendly, I would say. More.
2: This is all very confusing to me. Yeah.
0: Well, you put the question in there, so I'm answering. Well, I
2: it. know that people are. We're going to Pocono, and it was a big topic last time. Yep. We so got it fixed. We're ready. If you love
3: Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insiders' info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing. A must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan
0: looking ahead friday we have the fan fest and uh the pocono infield me and blaney are going to be on stage at 6 p.m i think we're doing some kind of cooking show
2: yes it's sounds team gimmicky er- well you team guys Earnhardt are heart already team sounds pretty Arn- gimmicky and team blaney you know i don't like gimmicks you guys you don't team actually blaney, have team to- Earnhardt. you guys are just the namesakes of we're these gonna teams. grill
0: some food and no you're not no, the fan. Uh, so we're gonna have a couple fans that are gonna grill food. Yes. Who's testing this food? Who How do they win? You. I'm not eating. You are eating. No.
2: Allegedly, I'll go up there and eat. You go up there and as eat. as a representative come for Team and Earnhardt, eat. and the new Pocono CEO Nick Igdolski. He, yeah. And he can a, eat
0: for Team Blaney.
2: He'll be up there. Yes.
0: Okay. Saturday Let's we know. got two practices. Uh, the Xfinity race is in Iowa. It's at 3:30 ah. Eastern on NBC. That's a regular TV. Yeah, I know. That's a big deal for the Xfinity guys. Yes. Uh, Sunday, uh, the qualifying is on Sunday at 11.30 in the morning. Uh, The race is at 3 p.m. Both are on NBC Sports Network.
2: It should be a good time.
0: Yep. Should be a good race. 3 o'clock.
2: 3 o'clock. Love those 3 o'clock start times.
0: Hopefully uh, we're lucky and we get great weather in Pocono. It's a great show. Good job. Thank you.
2: All right. See you all next week.
0: Got your
1: plans to do things right. I got my mind it's all made up. We got our time, but now it's running out of space. You know my life is just a back in your heart, is all the same. See, I've been staring to look at the screen. Oh god, my mind is i
0: Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo' Radio podcast on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr. at OverStreetTyler, and at Dirty Mo' Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.